We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Once again, thank you to Charles Thompson for joining us last segment, the father of Casey Thompson, the former Oklahoma quarterback himself, giving us some insight into why Casey's coming back and just how things went his first year. I just like that vibe. I, I, the Thompson's like Nebraska. Yeah. Casey clearly liked it here and is coming back to, to you know, he'll be the number one guy going. I mean, I, I got to be careful here. I, I have a very bias toward Casey Thompson. I'm biased. I think he should be given every opportunity to win that job. Again, well, he deserved that. Yeah. He beat Iowa last year, man. Let's give Robin an opportunity to talk. Yeah, we are joined now by your colleague, Husker Alliance, Robin Washington. Good morning, Robin. Hey, it was uh, not a very fun trip down to KC. I mean, maybe you had fun despite oh, the game. Oh, he had fun. He had fun. I'm sure, I'm sure everything besides the game was <laughs> <He had> fun. fun. <laughs> But, yeah, the uh, the barbecue tasted excellent, but uh, the story written afterwards was uh, not nearly as enjoyable. Yeah, uh, rough loss. Nebraska falls by 15 points to the uh, to K State at T-Mobile Center in uh, the Power and Light District in Kansas City. So, uh, Robin, it, it, Nebraska was down pretty much the entire game. They led 2-0, and after that, it was you know bad. Trailed by 13 at halftime, got to within seven in the second half, but lose by 15 points. I guess I'll ask this. Were you surprised at how that game went for Nebraska and how they trailed like that for the whole game? Um, surprised in in some ways, yes. Some ways, no. Uh, was not surprised that their offense struggled. Um, we've seen signs of that all season long. And this was, um, I guess, the first or one of the few games where at least one guy didn't step up. You know, when Wilhelm Breidenbach with 13 points is your leading scorer off the bench, that's a problem. You go down the list of their, you know, what you would call it, their go-to scores, um, you know, shooting at as low. I think they combined to shoot about 20-some percent from the field. Uh, that's a real problem uh, for an offense that already has a lot of issues <laughs> without that. So that wasn't a total shock, but what was surprising was how they let that impact their effort defensively um right. you know, with the 50 50 balls with the um you know rebounding the offensive rebounds they gave up the um you know just the sloppiness with the basketball and all those little things that they had been so good at uh, when they were playing at a real high level last week uh they did not bring to kansas city with them and this team is just not good enough to not play at that level um on defense and play with that type of intensity uh with like i said those those winning plays, the 50-50 balls, whatever. um, And that showed, you know, they're (laughs) when, when their offense is, you know, going to be a problem, which more often than not, um, they're going to have to overcome their offense. Um, They cannot afford to play like that defensively. And you asked Fred Hoiberg, that was by far what he was most disappointed about. uh, The fact that uh, they regressed so much um, in the areas in which, you would think they were hanging their hat on this season. Robin Washington joins us from HuskerOnline.com. Robin covers the Nebraska basketball team. He was in Kansas City for Nebraska's 15-point loss to Kansas State before we move on to the battle in the vault. What Kansas State look like to you? This team's got 10 wins already. How's that Kansas State? Are they good? What they, what's that look like to you? They're good. Um, starts with Keontae Johnson, um, the big forward uh, from transfer from Florida. 
he was a SEC preseason player of the year before that heart condition kind of ended his career down there. And he had a really good chance to come to Nebraska. Nebraska didn't feel comfortable taking him. So he ends up at Kansas State. Kansas State, I guess, decided that, um, you know, they, they were comfortable with uh, the potential risk and it's paid off for him. Uh, he's probably one of the front runners uh, for, you know, or at least in the conversation for Big 12 Player of the Year right now, um, just with the numbers he's putting up. And you saw how impactful he was, especially down the stretch. Whenever Nebraska was starting to um, chip away at the deficit a little bit, Keontae Johnson was there to make a play. And he was doing everything, you know, getting to the line, um, you know, rebounding, um, you know, altering shots, uh, and then obviously hitting, hitting a high percentage from the field. So, um, but it's not just him. You know, they've got a ton of length around him. You look at their four or five guys, they're all you know, 6'10", just long athletes that um, cover a lot of space uh, defensively uh, just with their wingspans and, um, you know, athleticism. And then they got a really good point guard in uh, Noel, who um, I think is second in the nation in assists at over eight per game. So, I mean, they're, they're a fairly complete team, and they're going to make some noise in the Big 12 this year. But, um, you know, Nebraska, with the way that they played defensively, didn't give themselves much of a chance, especially against a team of that caliber. Tonight, Nebraska will play against Queens, North Carolina in the Battle in the Vault, the third game of three. Huskers trying to get back on track after, again, a, a, a close loss to Purdue in overtime, an unfortunate game in Kansas City against K-State. What is the scouting report for Queens, Rob, and what's your confidence level Nebraska can get back in the win column this evening? Well, you might chalk this up as the one, like, easy, no-brainer win game, but uh-huh. it's not going to be that easy because they're a pesky team. Um, <laughs> they've... Uh, you know, they're, I think they're in their second year in Division One, and uh, they've already beaten Marshall, who is off to a good start in their own. I think they only have two losses on the year. Uh, and they're a team that crashes the boards. They're relentless on the mm. offensive glass. Mm. Um, you know, they, they shoot really well from three-point range, and they get to the free-throw line at an extremely high rate. So um, you know, Nebraska better not be going through the motions on this one. Um, and mm. you would think, coming off that performance in Kansas City, that wouldn't be an issue because um, you know, they don't have any room to take anything for granted at this point. Um, but if they do, they might find themselves in some trouble because it's going to be a weird environment in PBA. Yeah, um, yeah. From from what I've heard, ticket sales have not gone well for this deal, and so there's going to be maybe a few hundred to a thousand people in the stands, and so it's going to be like one of those old COVID games where it's going to be like a big empty arena, and Nebraska's going to have to bring its own juice. And, uh, you know, like I said, they, they better step up defensively. They better bring it on the boards. Um, and they better be ready to play because Queens, you, people might, most people might not have ever heard of them before, yeah. but they're a team that can beat you if you don't, if you don't come ready to play. Robin Washington joins us from HuskerOnline.com. He, you just, he just referred to the battle in the vault. Now, it's, this is not a game that where your season ticket gets you in if you're a Nebraska fan. So now, now, Rob, you just said something that was mildly alarming to me. Are you tell me there's going to be more than a thousand people in that building for the game? Well, if you go to Ticketmaster right now and look at the available seats, I mean, I guess I don't know what's happened between yesterday afternoon and this morning, but uh, there are ample seats still available. I mean, you can get like third row seats right now, um, and they're only selling lower bowl. And so it's, uh, you know, I mean, if you're like a basketball junkie, like it's a, kind of a cool deal. I mean, you get to see uh, three games for the price of one, mm-hmm. um, especially Drake-Mississippi State. That's the best game of the event. 
right. Mississippi State's a top 20 team, and Drake is uh, right on the cusp of there with uh, Tucker DeVries, who's a potential NBA NBA draft pick. Hello. Um, but, uh, and, you know, if you're a local basketball fan, I think there's like 17 kids from uh, um, from the state uh, with between Concordia, uh, Nebraska, and, and, and Drake. So there's a local angle there, but the reality is that a lot of people are ticked off that this isn't part of their season ticket package. And they're asking fans to spend another, so you, you pay for the ticket, which is reasonable, but then you have to add another $10 ticket master fee on there. So it's like 20 some bucks. And people are just like out of principle, not wanting to pay it. So maybe they'll, they'll get some walk up sales, but, um, that I don't, I don't know where it stands right now. Um, but the, the sales had not gone very well at all, uh, up to yesterday. Rob, yeah, it is disappointing. That's I mean, we'll see. But it looks like three games, uh, oh, 6.30 tip-off. So, it's after, you know, people are off I work. mean, I'd be really te- – I'm tempted to head over there. But I understand the frustration. I mean, yeah, you, you buy season tickets, and this is not part of the package. It's a home game. It's, that is frustrating. But tickets are cheap. Right? The concession lines should be certainly manageable, though. So, I mean, you don't have to worry about standing in line for 20 minutes to get a beer. Right, or a hot true. dog. That's true. Or, or, a, hot, or, or popcorn. Yeah, or pretzel. <laughs> Pretzels. Yeah, our, our colleague Sean Callahan would love to know that there's not a lot of popcorn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sean is a popcorn aficionado. It's his Jesus. favorite food. No. Yes. His, his number one food is popcorn. Popcorn is, is his favorite is. food. I go for a and, steak. And it, and if he has to wait for his popcorn, then he'll he'll, he'll make sure people hear about it. <laughs> Jeez. Well, well, don't want that to be the case. Rob, that was an interesting report. We appreciate it. Yeah, Rob, thanks for the time. We'll ch- uh, enjoy your Christmas, and we'll chat with you again next week. Sounds good, fellas. See you. Robin Wash at Husker Online. Okay, now that was interesting, by the way. That whole picture. Queens pounds the boards. They they, they will let the, th- the three-pointers fly. If they hit double digits, it could be dicey. Uh, yeah. You just hope that they don't have anybody that can like guard someone like Walker. I mean, isn't this a game where, like, wa- I don't know what Queens has inside, but it can't be that formidable. I mean, isn't it a game like Walker can get 17 to 20? Well, Possibly, but again, Nebraska to to give them credit has crashed the boards well this year. They have. This is not the first couple of years of Hoyer yeah, where they're yeah. getting out rebounded by twenty. In the no, game. I'm not suggesting that Queens will come in and bury Nebraska on the boards. I'm just saying it's part of their, you know, it's part of the whole big picture that Queens comes in is this sort of interesting first year Division One team that was really good in Division Two, thirty and four last yeah. year, seven in seven straight NCAA Division Two tournament appearances. Um, they'll. Well, look, I'd say this, Sip. I th- I think what? that this game they could still lose it, but it would concern me more in the previous couple years because of the way Nebraska played defense. Right. Compared to now, where defense they is a priority. Defense, yeah. Like I feel good about their chance of of rebounding well, of I do defending too. a three point line. Whereas if they play this game last year, I'm I'm even more terrified. Yeah, but now this year, what's changed? Bandamel's on the team. Gary's on the team. Sam Greasel's on the team. Walker, you always know he's going to be good. That's what's changed. That's why I feel better, right? Is that right? I mean, that's how. Yeah, sure. They're they're more physical. They're yeah. more aggressive. They play. They get steals. They get rebounds. I mean, Nebraska has not been killed on the boards in any game this year. No, even against Bla- Purdue, they were pretty even there. Yeah, Blaze Keita plays hard. Still learning. This guy's his footwork's kind of. He's kind of like a giraffe sometimes. <laughs> but Aren't we all though. But no. No, not we all. I could be like like a giraffe sometimes. That's for sure. Yeah, it's possible. Anyway, interesting. Boy, back-to-back, Charles Thompson and Robin. That's how you do it. That's how you do it on a Tuesday, five days before Christmas. Yeah. 
That's how we do it. Merry Christmas to our listeners. With Jose Feliciano. That's right. And Feliz Navidad, yes. song of the day. Let's play the game show. Give us a call right now at 464-568. Five a chance to take down Sip and shut up Sipple. Uh, you lost yesterday, so maybe you're playing Santa this week and give you out bagels to all the listeners. No, I'm not. I'm not playing Santa. I'm trying to win. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Well, we know that uh, PBA Why is would you suggest that? I'm trying to win the, the game. The Battle in the Vault is at Pinnacle Bank Arena, Nebraska's venue. I'm curious. Do you know college basketball arenas okay. across the country? Yes, I do. I will tell you the arena name. You tell me what team plays there. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut up, Sipple! <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, 464-5685. Call the takedown sip in trivia. You are 0-1 in the week. How do you feel today about college basketball arenas? I feel pretty good, actually. Okay. Yeah. I like arenas and stadiums. I've always been fascinated by them. I used to draw them when I was a kid, like what I would like my stadium to look like. So, yeah. I would tease this before we get to the show. I, I would not do well with today's top, with today's answers. Why? Maybe we'll see when we get to the games. Okay. Uh, these are these are well-known schools. Let me go with that. These are okay. well-known schools. All right. So I'm not giving you anything obscure here. Okay. If you can hear me, you're playing the game show. Who do we have today? Well-known schools. Can you, who do we have here? Sebastian. Hi, Sebastian. Sebastian, how do you feel about uh, college basketball arenas? I feel good. I like basketball. Good. All right. Sebastian, what's the school situation today? Well, I'm arriving at school shortly, and I'm going to go play basketball, actually. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, have a good day at school. I hope this loss doesn't affect you. <laughs> okay, Sebastian. <laughs> Thank you. Here we go, Sebastian. What college basketball team plays in Thompson Bowling Arena? Uh, Thompson. Thompson. Thompson Bowling Arena. I'm not sure. Any guess at all? You got five seconds. Um, Boston? All right. That's not bad. It's not Boston. It's not a bad guess. It's not the right one. It's Tennessee. Wow. It's Tennessee. See, I would never, ever get that right. That's a good get. Thank you. Good get. 1-0 lead for Sip. Uh, chance for a 2-0 lead. Sip, first question to you. What team plays in Coleman Coliseum? Oh, come on. Oh, Coleman is it Coliseum. Coleman Coliseum. Is it Coliseum? Uh, no, no, this Sebastian. Is, this is for Sebastian. Ship, this Sebastian. is for me, Sebastian. Oh, that's Alabama. <laughs> this is amazing. I would. I'd be zero for two. You're two for two. All right, Sebastian. Your last question to stay alive. What college basketball team plays in the pit? Ooh, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. Think about it, Sebastian. Mm. <laughs> the pit. The pit. What school plays at the pit, Sebastian? Five seconds. 
Uh, the Rutgers? Is it ah, Rutgers? Not bad guess. Not bad. Rutgers plays at the Rack. And I think it's now the Jersey Mike Center, actually. It's the Jersey Mike Center. Uh, that would be New Mexico in the pit. But, uh, Sebastian, thanks for calling in. We'll get you a bag on the coffee. But enjoy your day at school and enjoy Christmas break, man. Thank you. You're welcome, Sebastian. You're a good competitor. Oh, you're the anti-Santa. You're taking <laughs> presents away from the kids. <laughs> now get in there. Get in there. You're like good Krampus job. over here. Anti-Santa. I'm not anti-Santa. Kramp- I'm just Krampus. here to win. You're Krampus. Krampus? Krampus. Krampus. Whatever his yeah. name is. Yeah. I'll take that W. Even if it's beating a You're second Krampus grader. Krampus over here. Uh, <laughs> I am ruthless. Yeah, you are. I am ruthless Santa. <laughs> that's oh, ru- oh. That's, that's <laughs> Here's some text coming in. Okay. Sebastian, uh, Tommy, Tommy says, <laughs> dunking on a kid. Uh, Axel, oh, oh, oh. Axel says this, Sip, you're like the uncle at Thanksgiving <laughs> who takes football too seriously, destroying that kid like that. <laughs> he won the backyard football game. <laughs> and Stiff armed him. Way to the end, so. Sebastian, quit crying. He's fine. You could tell he was fine. Andrew says, classic Sip, trash talking a kid before they start the game show. Durant says, Sip calling in his nephew to take the L. (laughs) (laughs) Just destroying the little kid, says somebody. (laughs) He was not destroyed. He was fine. You could tell. He was was game. He had New Mexico. (laughs) He was game. I would have had New Mexico. You can mess that up, though, and go with New Mexico State. Yeah, possibly. (laughs) I'm not worried about Sebastian. He was yeah, he's a good kid. Yeah, he's a, you could tell he's. You want your last one? Yeah, you would have had New Mexico, right? You would have had that. Girl? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What team plays in the McHale Center? Uh, that would be. Oh, McHale. The McHale Center. That's Arizona, right? Arizona State. Arizona's cool. I'm shaking my head like you got them all right. Yeah. I would have gone probably. One for four in those. I would have got the pit. That's it. Yep. Yes. Well, now you're so smart. Let's see if you get the tiebreaker here. <laughs> okay. The Carrier Dome in Syracuse has the largest capacity for a basketball game with 35,446 people. Okay. South Carolina Upstate has the smallest. They're in the Big South Conference. What is their capacity of their arena? The oh. smallest in Division One basketball. Hmm. I'll say if they're in Division One, they. I'll say. 2,143. The smallest is 878 people. That's amazing they, they, they allow that. But I yep. guess it's okay. Arena was built in 1973 in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Okay. All right, I'll take the dub. I'll take the dub. For more more text before we get to the spillover. Uh, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> oh. uh, now, Jeremy says, good job, Sip. No participation trophies here. Yeah. Well, I don't think Sebastian wanted me to go light on him. Andrew says, Sip says, I hope this loss doesn't affect the rest of your day, kid. <laughs> you, did say, you said that to him before the game even started. <laughs> Krampus over here. <laughs> I have Christmas spirit. You are anti-Santa. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. The opposite of Santa. I am not anti-Santa, and I'm very pro-Christmas, so stuff it. 
That's what you told the kid. Sebastian, you told the stuff it basically yeah. too. Merry Christmas, Sebastian. Here's right, a we have loss a, for it. We have the spillover. The spillover with Raffinade is next on Early Break of the Ticket.